With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Tristan Barracks here, the digital storyteller. And I'm super excited that you've joined me for another episode of Story Over Everything, my new podcast that's focused on your story, on my story, on telling our collective stories and the life lessons that have shaped us into the people that we are today. So join the conversation as we talk to the 17-year-old version of ourselves. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Tristan Barracks here, the digital storyteller, and I'm super excited to be with you for another episode of Story Over Everything, the podcast that allows us to talk to the 17-year-old version of ourself. We want to answer questions, uh, tell funny stories, and overall, just understand the authenticity of what our journey is all about. Today with me, I have a special person with me. Uh, He knows me probably better than most people have ever known me in my life. This is my big brother, Sheldon Barracks. Got to big you up. (laughs) And you know what? Since this is a a family reunion of some sort, I got to also start out with... We got we got to start out strong, right? We got we got to do it the right way. We got to start out right, right? We got to start out right. And here's the thing, right? It's like there's so many of those cliches, right? There's so many things. Like there's so many of these in our lives, right? You have to understand, you know, when you're interviewing your sibling, like they know you, right? You know them. Trust. And although, like, you know, you grow up into different individuals mm. there are just certain things that will never change right yep, you know yep. I mean? trust like, me like for those of you that don't know what i what i just played that was the intro like the very like first 10 seconds of family matters yep. which is one of our favorite shows growing up watching iconic iconic completely iconic i know your story or i know at least growing up mm-hmm. a little bit about your story but like who is sheldon barracks what was what were some of the pivotal moments growing up and things that you remembered that kind of shaped your life? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your podcast. No problem. Um, sorry for those that, that, that don't know us kind of personally, but if <laughs> we may sound the same on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Exactly. So at times it may be hard to, to figure out who's speaking, but um, yeah, thanks for having me and inviting me to share my story. No problem. Um, it's funny because I've been thinking about certain things, the last couple of months mm-hmm. um, in regards to why I am the way I am today mm-hmm. um, and what shaped me and in, in, in this climate of being able to share your story instantly, whether it be mm-hmm. on your phone, um, YouTube's big, yourself being a professional digital to- uh, storyteller. Yep. Um, we're, we're, it's The information age is is good and bad, but I think it's good because now people are are kind of getting an idea of what's what shaped them. Um, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and we're... And, 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 Sorry, we're getting an idea of what shaped other people now yes. with the information age, right? So, well, I think that's that's something, and this is part of the reason why I started the the podcast was because I wanted people to understand the power in your story, telling your story, mm-hmm. not just in your story in terms of you experiencing it and, mm-hmm. and your lived experiences, 
but telling it, verbalizing it, mm-hmm. communicating it. Because I think that we all look at other people as superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> we all look at other people as amazing. Yeah. We all look at other people as, man, they're so interesting. They're mm-hmm. so gifted. They're so dope. And we forget that we are living our own adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and listen, like I... Nobody can tell me any different. I'm Indiana Jones in my mind, right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm, you know, at one point, you know, saving, rescuing the girl, and at another point, you know, making a mistake and jumping into yep, the, yep. the snake pit, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, but all of that, yeah. all of the highs and lows is what makes up Tristan Barracks, right? Exactly. And I think that, exactly. I think that that this podcast and this platform really allows people to slow down conversations. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like in the words of Bishop Jakes, he's a, he's a pastor in in Dallas, Texas. He said, you know, we live in a world of, of sound bites and cliches. Mm -hmm. And, and the reality is, is that there's no applied wisdom to that. There's no sort of understanding and different perspectives. And I think that, if we want to gain depth, we have to have take the time to slow down conversations. True. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about your your upbringing. Like what what was your you know what was growing up with you like, <laughs> or what was growing up in the Barracks household like for you? I'm sure you know the intricacies, but you know what the funny yeah. thing is actually it's it's funny as much as you know you know me um, mm-hmm. with our interaction growing up. Um, there's there's a large chunk which you don't know, right? Yeah. You, yeah. You, you you didn't go to the same high school I went to. No, which you which know? a lot of people don't know. A lot of people <laughs> don't know that. Like we never like and and that wasn't just for like you and Albert, our oldest brother, mm-hmm. went to high school for like one year together or two. I think it was like we were uh, two years maybe. Yeah, yeah, two years maybe. Yeah, but I never went to high school with any of my siblings, and we're only three years apart. So no. you would think we would, but yeah, no. You could talk a little bit about about um. All of that, like I mean, I mean, you know, we started out where, like, where did we start out? Like, I, I want you to kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you said, seventeen year old self. So, yeah. you know, back when I was seventeen, um, it was it was actually a really good. It was I was actually at a really decent place in my life as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Being a teenager is a very awkward time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go in grade nine, you're kind of feeling kind of fresh, and then all of a sudden, you know. You go from grade nine to ten, eleven, and it's like awkward, super awkward time. Yeah. I have a son that's fifteen; he's going through right now. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, by the time I got seventeen, around that time, um, I kind of got past that awkwardness a bit, and I kind of was had a good understanding of what of what I who I was. Um, you know, I was I was heavily involved in my youth group at church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was heavily involved, um, you know, doing doing football out, you know, outside the school in the community. Mm-hmm. I was playing football. I was working. I was trying to. Trying to get that scholarship to Michigan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Go Big Blue. Go Listen, Big man, Blue. you got a dream, man. You got a dream. <laughs> Sometimes I dream. <laughs> I'm going to add that to the sound. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, but yeah, you. I mean, at that time, it was good because I, I decided, um, you know, I wanted to, I was playing football outside of school mm-hmm. because our high school didn't have football. But I, mm-hmm. for me to have an opportunity, um, I had to play high school football. So I yeah. decided to transfer to a school um that i had to take the bus instead of walking to school yes for my final two years of high school um and most people wouldn't do that but i but i did it because i had a dream i I really wanted to play for michigan you you know that like listen i mean (laughs) murals on our on our walls exactly right (laughs) like you know that so yeah yeah. you know the my 17 year old self back then was i was gonna go play high school ball i was gonna get I was going to play summer ball and I was going to get my exposure to camps and I was going to get my scholarship. Okay. Mm-hmm. If not to Michigan, I was going to get a scholarship somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, around that time I, I started a new school and I'm, 
work can be super awkward again, yeah. meeting new people, reestablishing your social, you know, um, stance in, in high school. Yeah. For me, I, I lucked out because I was, I was part of the football team instantly. And I had guys that I knew that I played summer ball with and guys I, mm. that I played football uh, with for years mm-hmm. um, when I was younger were going to that school. Mm-hmm. So I kind of eased my way in or already have a, 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 a already had a social status waiting for me because I was on the football team. Yep. Right. Yep. So um, it was a good time for me around that time. Being 17, I was super confident. And like I said, we weren't going to the same high school that time. So, um, you know, these, these are things that you wouldn't know about. But I was super confident at the time because I, I got right in there. I knew mm-hmm. who I was. Um, you know, people knew who I was, even though I didn't know them. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was my last two years of high school. So I kind of had a good feeling as to yeah. who I was. Um, the, the, one of the major turning points in my life around that age was uh, I, I, I was never a good reader. I, I, I could read, mm. but I hated books. And mm. writing was I, – I couldn't, I couldn't be bothered with writing. Mm. Um, I didn't know that. See, like, <laughs> this is something I didn't know because I, I always looked at you like as like, okay, well, you're the academic. You, like, you got the best grades. You were the light-skinned kid. You know what I mean? You and Albert, <laughs> you guys got the light-skinned gene. I got the black sheep gene. Get out of here. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> you played – you were the best athlete in the family. So I, I didn't – I just looked at you like, yo, Sean can do pretty much whatever he wants to do. <laughs> Like he he can do whatever he wants to do. So that, I didn't know that. I yeah, had no that's, idea. and that's what I'm saying. Like I mean, it, it it was it was like I said, it was a good time. But still, I was I was more so focused on my my you know my football career. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but at the same time, I was involved with youth. I was going to mission trips. I was doing stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I I didn't I couldn't care less about writing about yeah. about whatever. Um, but I I I was working, and I eventually got my. I decided to get a. a uh, subscription to sports illustrated yes. and pay for it myself oh yes and i remember that yes. <laughs> i think it was for the swimsuits <laughs> actually i think <laughs> I, I think i opted out <laughs> oh, okay sure <laughs> i think i found it in the recycling bin in the back of the house mom, mom dad. Way, man. <laughs> um no what is this <laughs> before i even saw it <laughs> sorry go ahead go ahead but I, but i did that because i was into you know college football you know i wanted to follow all that stuff so yeah. So I bought that with my own money, subscribed my own money. Mm. And when I started to, you know, I knew about Sports Illustrated for years, but, mm-hmm. you know, at the library and stuff, but I actually got it myself. And when I started reading the stories, I was blown away by the imagery, of course, by Sports Illustrated's award-winning yep. photography and, yep. and award-winning writers yep. through the storytelling. And I said, when I go, when I read the newspaper or when I read other magazines, like no one tells stories like yep. Sports Illustrated. Yep. And from there, I was like... I want to do this. Like this is wow. what I want to do. Wow. It was it was it, it was very impactful because here I was watching these guys play play sports, mm-hmm. and um, but then when you read Sports Illustrated, you're getting the behind story, you get the backstory, kind of yes. what we're doing here today. Yep. And that to me was it blew me away. It made me feel like it made me look at athletes in a different way. The biggest thing is when when I read the the um, the, the cover story on sports or on Allen Iverson. Really? Um, okay. That was big because I was I was a um, you know, when you're growing up, you you kind of have the religious thing about you. Yeah. Like Iverson, why yeah. is this guy so ghetto? Like, be easy, like some other guys, <laughs> yeah. right? Braids in your hand. Why? Pull up your pants, boy. Exactly. <laughs> why? Why? When I read that story, I was like a whole 180. Like it, my really? my perception on him changed big wow. time. Wow. And I had so much respect for him. And I would tell guys at school, and guys at school would be like, "Yeah, of course, man. The guy's he, like he's he's legit, right? He's real. Yeah, he's yeah. real. Don't look at the outside stuff." So. You know, I, it, that really got me into feeling like this is something I want to do. And now I went from just focusing on trying to get a football scholarship to like, okay, how can I get into sports journalism? You know, mm. and how can I be a writer? So 
I started taking all the writing courses I could find in high school. I even wow. t- I took writers, um, writers craft. I took I took another. So I took like so a couple me, English courses in there. Let me ask you this: like, so what was sort of the response from from your friends and sort of that societal community mm-hmm. um, when a quote unquote jock, right, that is a new kid on the block wants to go and do writing now and like and do writing while he's like pursuing this athletic career um you know what to be honest with you i think um to be honest i think my friends they really didn't care (laughs) i'll be honest (laughs) with you man they're too busy chasing girls yeah yeah, smoking weed trying to trying to chase that football dream like i was right yep um i think each of us individually kind of had our own thing we really didn't to be honest we didn't really talk about academics so we kind of left each other alone but yeah but that was kind of cool because I, you know, when I went to class and, and I took different classes, um, I was able to kind of really focus and and uh, and really. And here's the funny thing: I would go into a class. I, I take a, I take an English class, mm-hmm. but I would have to learn poetry, you know, <laughs> yeah. literature, all this kind of stuff, and yep. it would annoy me. But then I would learn about guys like Langston Hughes, and I, which is, yep. you know, um, a, a famous poem from Harlem. Yep. And that kind of nope. stuff would get me more and more into, into what it is that you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So That's crazy. So, so that – so and just for those who's li- who are listening, for me back then when I was 17, 18, that was my first kind of introduction into writing and writing mm. myself and, you know, writing my own poems, writing my own story, news stories. I actually had to go to a basketball game at my high school – and covered the basketball game. So I was sitting in the front row. I was watching the play-by-play, putting That's my notes. Crazy. I had to do interviews afterwards. And I had to submit it for a school project. I had to also uh, do a, a one-on-one interview with this with this sports. He was a phenom. Really? He's a phenom baseball player at our, at our school. Really? Our school is known for the best baseball team and the best football team. He was oh, on the baseball team. He was on the uh, basketball team. And I think he did something else. And I and I did a one-on-one interview with him, and that was cool mm-hmm. because I got his backstory, and I submitted that for an assignment. So I was doing all these things in high school, and I was just like, "This is what I want to do." Wow! <laughs> like this is I know this is what I want to do. So what happened? Like what? Where did it take you? Here, here, here's where we go now. Like everything else, when you have a dream to do something, yeah. it never just oh everything just smooth. It works out. Yeah, and you're there. So I started applying to schools, and everyone in, that lives in Toronto, and for those of you that don't live in Toronto don't know that Ryerson is the number one school for for journalism journalism right yeah. it's a it's a damn good school their program is is the best other schools now have kind of slowly yeah. got, you know kept up but journal, but Ryerson's still the standard yeah. so I applied to Ryerson didn't get in that mm. was devastating to say the least yeah um because I didn't want to just end up at a school to go to school I didn't want to do that yeah yeah so I didn't get in I skipped a, a year um of not going to school trying to get upgrade my marks to try mm. and get in again I applied again I didn't get in again. So wow. again, that was super devastating for me because I felt like, okay, this is the number one school. So I want to do, I yeah. can't, I, can't yeah. I, I tried twice and then I'm not in. So yeah. am I not good enough now? So now I'm getting discouraged. Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know, I had a choice between going to York or Windsor for the communications program. Mm-hmm. It's not journalism, but it's communications. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is, which is, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, at the end it's of the everything, day, yeah, right? communication you know? is everything. Yeah. Um, so, so I decided to go, you know, I decided to go to Windsor because all my friends were at Windsor at the time. Okay. Okay. You know, and, I, and, I, and you're 17, 18, yeah. you're kind of like, let me leave the nest. I've never been away. <laughs> yeah. Let me try this. Right. You always hear about leaving for college. I remember that day. I remember, I remember going to Windsor and I was like, I was depressed looking at the city. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, shout out to all my people that live in Windsor. Shout out to like some of the indigenous blacks that 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 settled there like before 
the confederation shout out to all y'all y'all got history but you know it is mad depressing i man. was told it was i was told <laughs> by many sorry. people before i went there it's the armpit of ontario it's known as that right <laughs> so a, this is just really nice people you can get some pretty good poutine and and, and uh shawarma i just know uh, that there are some things that are it's it, it was you know what coming from toronto it yeah. was if it wasn't for the school would i go to windsor to visit Probably not, right? So, no disrespect to people living in Windsor, like, like, right? But let's go visit Windsor as a tour. No, I, I don't man, know. I don't know do, if that's the... do that, man. That's Detroit's younger brother, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I so I decided to go to Windsor for the communications yeah. program. Um, you know, felt like okay, maybe I could do this, and maybe we could figure something out. So, as, as you know, I didn't last there because that yeah. that just wasn't a good fit for me. Yeah. yeah um, to yeah. be honest with you, I just I really didn't see the vision. Because what, what I wanted to, I wasn't doing it. And yeah. I was doing a whole bunch of other things. And I was away from home. I got homesick. Um, so I came back Tell home. the truth. Why did you get homesick? Uh, just relax yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're done the whole story, I was I was in a long-distance relationship at the time. So <laughs> I, I would say, I would I, to be 100% honest, that was probably part of the reason. But I'm, yeah. but no faking the funk here. It wasn't the only reason. It was... Mm-hmm. It was, I wasn't really getting anywhere with, with what, what I was doing. So mm-hmm. there's a, you're, you're 18, 19. What do you really know at that time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. There's a lot yeah. of emotions going on. You're thinking about, okay, I, I still want to be in journalism. I have a person I think can be, you know, my wife. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. How do I work this thing out? So I came back home, yeah. try to figure things out, try to get a part-time job and, and, um, and then try to go to school part-time to kind of figure things out. And, and then the dream just died. It just mm. died. And and I started to and, work. And and, and I, I really want to kind of like emphasize this point, like because you know people think, oh well, I, you know, I, if it was me, I, I would never let my dream die. You know, mm. go go big or go home and whatever. You know, can't stop, won't stop, <laughs> getting jiggy with it, all that sort of stuff. But like, really share with the, the listeners like what that process is. Like, how does a dream die? Because you know, again these are all opportunities that that we get to learn about ourselves and learn about what we really want. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the things that, that led to that? You feel, yeah, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. So, you know, on top of me being in a relationship and Mm -hmm. on top of me being homesick and me not really liking Windsor, um, you know, overall, um, the other thing that was kind of hard was not being part of a church community. Mm. And yes, there were several that I tested out, but being, Going to one church growing up, as you know, yep. um, when we were younger to being teenagers yep. and then leaving and then trying to do it all over again, it was kind of hard because now, now I didn't have people. I was in an unfamiliar space. Yep. And being a young person, it's difficult when you don't have that community around you to support. Especially if you're trying to figure out, like you're trying to figure out yourself, right? So yeah, figuring out yourself um, in relationship to trying to do new things is, mm. is, is almost near impossible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because now, you know, if 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 you haven't been to university, yeah, you don't know what it's like to live on campus. It's it's pretty much you're you're expected to be part of the social scene or not. There's no middle ground. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. expected to go yeah. out drinking on those days. You're yeah. expected to be part of so many different things. And here I am, a person of faith. I didn't want to be a part of all that, right? Yeah. So yeah. and I'm a young person. I kind of I I've never been and I never really wanted to get into that. So mm-hmm. mind you, the first day they had buses sending students downtown Windsor to pretty much get drunk and send and send them back. This is this is entry freshman, right? So the first the freshman week, okay? That's crazy. So anyways, you know, I, I came back home trying to figure things out, working and and uh, kind of see what what options I had for schooling. Yeah. And and the dream kind of slowly died because 
now I was starting to think about, you know, I was working and then again, I was, I started to get heavily involved in, 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 in ministry work in my church and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I felt, you know, the need to kind of do some, some work with young people and whatnot. So I started to do that and and I saw the need there. Right. And I was, and seeing how youth ministry helped me, that's what motivated me to kind of, um, donate or you know donate my time yeah like invest, your, invest, invest your time back into the community yeah exactly sure so i started doing that more so on top of doing that on top of working um trying to figure things out you know and then also having a relationship um being a young person it, it just it just faded it wasn't important anymore mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where so where i was 20 at that point i was being 2021 20, mm-hmm. and it's, it may sound weird for people today listening to this, but back then, mm. you you were almost expected to have things figured out by 21. Yeah. And no, it was almost like, sure. if you didn't have it figured out, then something's wrong with you. Yep. So yep. now I'm thinking about the rest of my life. You know, should yep. I go get married? Should I start my family now? Yep. Should I, you know, I'm working at this place. I sh- you know, should I sh- start just focus on moving up the, 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 the yep. ladder, right? Yep. Um, I'm working in church, so I'm doing that. So now, all the, now I'm trying to set up my life while my dream is pretty much faded, you mm-hmm. know? Forget even being a journal, going to journalism. My foot, I gave up football, which, which, when I look back on that, was don't get me started. Wow, you gave up football, like yeah. that was, and that was that was kind of like for me, that was like you know, being the younger brother, and, and and I, you know, I didn't take football as far as I wanted to take it, yeah. Like, I was upset because I ended up staying at the, the local high school in Malton, mm-hmm. big up to Westwood, big up to Lincoln. Um, Big up to Westwood. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, man, like, that's really Sheldon's thing. Like, I mean, as much mm. as I love football, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really liked it a lot, mm. but you loved it. Like, that's yeah, what yeah. you ate, slept, and, and breathed. And a part of the reason why I did to football this day. was... Yeah, to, to, <laughs> to this day. To this day, fam. Like, you know, sometimes I'm just like... <laughs> oh, I missed it. You need to get that one. That's what you need to get that boxer. What's his name? Wilder or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? Like for me, I was just like a part of me wanting to do football was was because my older brother did it. Yeah, and it was like it was a way for us to connect. And like mm. growing up, it wasn't like we were like enemies but we mm-hmm. didn't always get along no, and, no. and football was one common area where yeah, like yeah. yo we did it like you know Sheldon <laughs> my older brother did football I was the younger brother I did yeah, football yeah. you know we won championships and um you know won some rings and you, was, you, you, know, you won up you you won up me because I, I won a title but it's more of a local kind of Mississauga yeah, league where you did like provincial yeah definitely not yeah, we smashed them so. <laughs> <laughs> but but I say all that to say like when I heard you say like you know yeah like I I gave up football. It was like, it was like, it was like Michael Jackson giving up music. I, I you know, you I, know, it was to me it was at that time. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big faith person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a believer mm-hmm. in Christ, not ashamed of it. Um, but when you're younger, you don't really, you don't really under have a, a clear understanding of yeah. how to make clear decisions. That's why mentorship is so important because, yeah. you know, I gave it up because I felt like I needed to put more time into you know, you know, my faith or youth ministry or other things. And people mm-hmm. may say, well, nothing, what's wrong with that? But mm-hmm. okay, yeah, apples and oranges. I mean, I still could have done that, still could have pre- played football. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I had offers to go play at Canadian universities, which I didn't yeah. pursue, yeah. Um, which I, I regret now. I still regret it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I gave up football, which, which was kind of heartbreaking to me when I thought about years later, because um, I saw how some other how my other colleagues were yeah. my friends, how they 
they played university football. Some of them won championships, the Vanier Cup, yeah. and whatnot. Um, and, and it was still building towards that life because a lot of, like, a lot of, I mean, a lot of athletes now, even if just from the college level, even if they don't make it to to the pros, they get opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. As journalists, as analysts, all this sort of stuff. I, I'm, I'm a big like right now, like I'm, and we'll get into it. But I'm a big yeah. hater of um that guy in the score. What's his name? I know uh, his name. DJ. Uh, uh, uh is it DJ or yeah, is... DJ? He's black guy. He played for Western. Oh, okay. And he, I, he's not even memorable. I don't even remember, remember him playing football. <laughs> but now that playing there got yeah. him op- opportunities to work for yeah. uh, the score. And now he, it's the score is owned by uh, Sportsnet, right? So mm. uh, DJ Bennett, right? Okay, yep. So he's – but I follow him and I, and I, and, and I admire what he does, right? Mm. Gave everything up. And I was, now I was trying to, like, build this life based on certain principles I thought I needed to have back then, right? Yeah. Whether right or wrong, I look back at it now and would I do it differently? 100%. I would do things differently. Yeah. But 20 years old, you only go by what you know, right? Yeah. What happens between where you are now, yeah. where like now you're you're kind of coming into your own again mm-hmm. and you're realizing certain things about yourself to like where you were, where you gave up football. Yeah. You obviously are are kind of leaning towards marriage and leaning towards like like starting a life like mm-hmm. what was what were those those years like, right? Because as much as people want to say, you know, whatever you make your decisions and you kind of lay in your bed, what what were those years like to get to this point? They 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 were a mixed bag. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of good memories. Yeah. I had you know I got married, started my marriage. I had you know my son when I was very young. I had mm-hmm. him when I was when I was twenty one years old. I had yeah. a child two years after that. So now we're starting, we're a young couple, yeah. we're starting a young family. Yep. We're heavily involved in ministry work, which is, which is, you know, which was, it was good. It was hard, but it was good. It was yeah. fulfilling. It was yeah. very, very fulfilling. Cause I look at some of the young people now, which are in that youth group. Yeah. It was a small youth group, but I see them, what they're doing now. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, one's in like politics, right? And yeah, the other yeah. one's like, <laughs> like, like, like engineering or yeah, whatever man. else. Like, yeah, they're, they're doing, doing very well. Things. They're doing very well. Yeah. Um, so, so between those times, I'm 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 starting a young family. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that stuff. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm I got a job at a really good company, mm-hmm. and now I'm starting to work myself up the the, the ladder at this yep. company, right? Uh, so you know, that's that pretty much. It, but I mean, it sounds you're a classical Carl Winslow. <laughs> Stop! Don't <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. So we just returned after a break here. No I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I, was, I, I created this picture in my head of yeah. wife, kids. You yep. know, we had we had what people called the million dollar family. I had a son who was yep. the older one. I had a daughter two years later. Yeah, and we were cool with that. Everything mm-hmm. was working out. My wife, um, she she her own self, her own personal journey, mm-hmm. um, started to realize that she she loved photography. She started she started to build that, and she became a well known photographer yeah. uh, in the GTA and even globally, internationally, internationally awards. Yep. And then so she started to figure out herself too. At the same time, marriage is what it is when you're young. Yep. You have ups, you have downs. You work through it. Yep. You're committed, but it was make no mistake, it was hard. Right? Mm. We went through some really hard times. Say that again. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> it, was, it was really hard. It's it's difficult. And for some thing. and for some reason, I was always in the middle of it. Somehow, yeah, man, that's not. Even... <laughs> but you know, those those were good times, man. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, when you have good definitely. family around you, it loosens things up, and it's yeah, it's yeah. good, man. It's it definitely good. does. But um, oh, but yeah, it was it was very hard times. Um, but but. The key came, and I was doing the, I was doing the ministry thing, mm-hmm. and I think the turning point really happened. You know, I, every story has a turning point. Yeah, and mine is about two prong, mm-hmm. and and without going in t- too deep, 
you know, um, unfortunately, my father not passed away. Yes. And that's 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 a major point because he was our pastor mm-hmm. at the time yeah. when we were in our 20s. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of the youth leader uh, and I was kind of working with him. Um, so he mm-hmm. passed away. Of course, it was devastating for my wife and her family, mm-hmm. her siblings, uh, my mother-in-law at the time. Uh, for me, it was I lost a mentor. You know, I lost someone yeah. that I considered... You know, as great as our dad is, and our dad is amazing. Like, no yeah. one could talk to me. Like, our dad's Bobby the best. Bobby yeah. Bobby. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my father-in-law was, like, not far under that. Like, yeah. he was, like, yeah. he treated me like his son, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, um, even, even you know, I, I'll put it out there. Hopefully, it doesn't mind. But, like, even there's some resentment sometimes from his own sons for that, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, but I, we lost, we I, you know, we lost him. And it was a turning point because now I was, like, like, what do I do now? I gave up everything yeah. I wanted for this. And now I feel kind of lost now, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so the other the other turning point was uh, when I was in the midst of okay, what now? Because the church kind of fell apart at that time. Mm-hmm. We're trying to look for a new home. Were they were they trying to like make you the pastor? Next, it, it was trying to get to that point. Okay. To okay. be honest, before he died, I kind of stepped down from it. So I yeah. can't say I can't, but I was still kind of involved, right, yeah. in the church and whatnot, yeah. right? Um, but around that time, I kind of felt like. Let me, it, this is a lot. I need to focus on my family. Yeah. And yep. shortly thereafter, he passed away. But in that midst of trying to now find a new church, mm-hmm. funny enough, and I don't know if I ever told you this, but an individual reached out to me and it's, it's I don't know, how, I don't know, I, I don't remember how he reached out or why, yeah. but he reached out to me and he started to tell, talk, talk to me about just creative things and, and really? writing and blogging. He said, you know, I've ever tried okay. blogging and I'm trying to think to myself how he ever got started, and I can't wow. even remember. I don't, but I remember him reaching out to me and saying, "Hey, you, have you ever tried blogger? Have you ever tried this? Mm-hmm. You can go online and start a thing, right?" And um, no, I think it started where he he was saying we had a conversation, and I said, "Man, I gave up writing, and I I wanted to write whatever." Wow. He's like, "Did you try blogging? You can go online and get a free blog." And this is like 2007, <laughs> yeah. right? Back whatever. The, back yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so he's he's telling me about stuff, and, and so I tried doing it, and yeah. and I was like, "Oh shoot, I can just go on here." So I just started writing random stuff, right? Um, and then from there, I started looking into more and more, and yeah. now I'm like, I'm excited now because I'm like, I didn't go to school for anything, or whatever, but I can actually do my writing. You can actually create something. Like, you can you can be a creative again. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I got I got hype on that. So. Um, you know, I go back and forth with this, this individual, we pass ideas. Um, and then from there, for some reason, I got, I got invested into like, um, or interested in high school football again yeah. and covering that. So I started creating this blog about high school football mm-hmm. and cause back then, you know, there was nothing for kids to promote themselves in Toronto. Right. <laughs> so Definitely. I started to create that and I did that for a few years. And then now yeah. I started this process of between, I think I was around 28 at the time. Uh, around 20, I started now thinking more creatively now. So I'm working this corporate mm. job, but in the, at nighttime, I'm, I'm, I'm being a creative. And I'm working to like sometimes 1, 2 a.m. in the morning because I'm excited about the possibilities of what I can, what Isn't I can it like, do. It, doesn't it feel like, you know, almost like dating your, 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 like, your passion again? Like, <laughs> like, just like it's like reinvigorating, right? Yeah. Like it's like, man, like I, I can do this. Like I can like there's times sometimes I go to bed at like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning just because you could do this all night because yeah. you, yeah. your ideas are coming in. And when you when you're when you're a true creative, you're not just gonna slap something together. No. You're gonna make sure it's right. You're gonna look over ten times over. Yep. You're gonna keep tweaking it until it's yep. right. Um, so I I started doing that. And and by the way, that individual was Kevin Bourne. Oh, dope, yeah. dope. <laughs> Kevin That's Bourne. He yeah. and, I, and when I told him about this That's actually a few years ago, 
he was surprised. He didn't even know. He, wow. he, he forgot about the conversation. So shout out to yeah. Kevin Bourne, you know, editor-in-chief. Yeah, uh, uh, Shifter Magazine. Shifter Magazine. The culture for the culture. <laughs> for the culture, Yo, yo, man. big up, big up, big up Shifter right now. Hey, hey, hey. You don't know Shifter. You don't know. So he, so he, it, it's funny. He got me back into thinking about writing again. Yeah. And so, and it's funny. When I, once I started doing it, we kind of, we kind of, I think, we kind of we, we were never like close friends or anything, yeah. but it was just yeah. I think through you and through the fact that we started going to Reem or whatever, yep. he knew about me. We kind of talked, or whatever, but we never really were that close. But mm-hmm. he kind of introduced me to the fact that I can get back into it. So, which is amazing because again, you you I mean, and obviously we're we're going over like literally like decades, well not decades, but like at least a good decade and a half of 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 time mm-hmm. and within that time you have two more kids yeah, yeah. And, and there's you know obviously you're you're getting more responsibility at your nine to five um obviously your 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 other half right belinda or kamshuka um she's traveling and, and getting and she, opportunities okay so right? <laughs> at the same time i'm even even at, in the midst of me rediscovering my passion yeah my wife is blowing up yeah <laughs> like she's she's blowing up like yep. all over the place right yep. so now she's Everyone's seeing she's international photographer, yep. you know, personality influencer. Now she's getting opportunities speaking mm-hmm. like all over the place, right? Yep. So her her brand, her name, uh, her notoriety is blowing up at this time. So yep. now that's even motivating me now more and more because now here I am working this job, um, mm-hmm. thinking about okay, is this gonna be my career now? But now I'm doing this, I'm moonlighting, doing this creative stuff, and seeing my wife do stuff in the background. And mind you, this is on the back of her raising four kids, right? So yeah, which oh, is sorry, crazy. sorry having giving birth <laughs> and raising four kids and she's shout, building this huge shout brand. out to kumshuka yeah. <laughs> no respect no love it baby um yeah so she's she's doing this and so now i'm getting more motivated because mm-hmm. i'm seeing who she's connecting with and whatnot and i'm like man, I, can, I can do something so but now mm-hmm. but now you know i'm going through so many, now what do i do now you know mm-hmm. what i mean I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this football blog then i moved on and i did this kind of this kind of uh, this kind of hip Christian kind of culture yep. blog for a bit, which you know Christian Jones, yep. which I did for a bit for the culture, for the culture, <laughs> for the culture. <laughs> and then I did this 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 dad blog for a few years. And funny enough, each time I did something, it it brought me into contact with other people and other opportunities. Yep. And it was amazing. I was doing which all is, this stuff on the side, which is which is what always happens. Like you you follow your passion, you follow what really motivates you, and people see it in you. Yeah. And then they're like, No, I want to work with that dude. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that dude. Just something special, yeah. You know, I know what you mean. I was getting good. I was getting crazy feedback on my writing. Yeah, like yeah. I was getting, pe- I was getting people like, like, "Yo, your story like was because I was being authentic in everything I put together. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever I was doing, I was being authentic. Especially the dad blog. A lot of people came to me and said, "Wow, like, yo, dude, you're really, really truthful and authentic in your storytelling, and this is amazing." So I'm, 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 I'm doing all these creative projects, yeah. man. I, and, and now I'm getting older. My kids are getting older. I'm moving up the ranks at my at my workplace. I'm still doing that. Yeah. Um. It's interesting, and I was thinking about this more and more. Um, I was finding hard to connect the two. Everything was mm. was separate. Like mm. I was here, I am at my job. I'm I'm going from being a regular, you know, um, frontline worker to being a team yeah. lead to being a manager now, right? Yeah. So you know, but at the same time, everything was separated from from my 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 passion. Yep. Right. So it, it was hard. It was a hard struggle. Like, what can yeah. I do? I have a, a wife, four kids. I can't up and just be like. No, nah, I'm gonna, you know, eat, you know, Chef Bardi and, and you know, work at whatever. <laughs> Bully beef, fried yeah. rice, sankong. <laughs> you can't. You know, yeah, yeah. My kids, no. no, but you can't. I can't do that. So how do I do that? And that, here comes another conflict now, right? Yeah. Because I'm trying to be a good father and all this kind of stuff, but I have this passion. So now, mm. 
now there's 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 a constant you know um back and forth back yeah, and forth yeah. with, my, yep. with myself now so um my wife actually is the one that came to me and she goes why do you have to separate the two and yeah and then i was like what do you what do you mean well why do you like why do you have to separate the two why why does mm. there have to be you doing this on the side creative and you yeah. being in a corporate world why can't you combine both i mean yeah why you you love and, and mind you i wasn't I, i'm not like one of these people i have my moments where i, I hate aspects of my job yeah. i hate things i have to do and let's hate, be real that's that's real talk right yeah. real talk real I, talk the redundancy of monday mornings and all this kind of stuff it 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 gets tough when you're a creative person. You have to go back into a job, <laughs> like but, like uh, Gary Vee says, "F Monday mornings, yo." Yes. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't swear, but but you know how Gary Vee is. Mondays, like, Monday, Monday mornings. It, when you when you when you're tired of what you're doing, it, it it gets tough. So, but there are other aspects I really liked about my job, which is yeah. why I I I maintained that I stayed at the same. You know, I've been at the same company for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked. I always had a good manager. Always always had good support. Um, Which is key. Like uh, I, I heard, uh, I listened to another podcast, and um, one of the things that key things that the, the speaker always says is like, you know, don't chase after money, chase after the good after good leadership. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. when you, yes. when you if 100%. you can find good leadership, that's like worth more than any money, like any ton of money somebody's going to throw at you, and you can always get more resources. But management, finding good management, is super difficult. I, I'll give you a two minute mini story. So yeah. And the place I'm currently at, I left for a year, but I ended up going <laughs> I back. That. Yeah, because I left. They paid me way more money. Yeah, but I, I, it was horrible management, horrible leadership, horrible, uh, just a space to be in, right? Climate yeah. to be in. So I went back to my old company with a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, just because of my experience, whatever, I within a few months I moved back up to yeah. where I was yep. before, right? Um, but anyways, all this is going on, and yep. I'm still being creative in the background. I'm doing I'm doing a project for a few years and I'm changing something else. I change yeah. something else. And so my wife's coming to me. She's saying, um, you know, why can't you do both? Yeah. Right. Why can't you, uh, you know, put two and two together? Uh, so I so so I thought to myself, okay, how am I going to do this? And you know, what do you mean by that? So she just think about like, what do you love about writing? What do you love about you know being mm. creative? You know, mm-hmm. why can't you incorporate that in your day job? And do things um, outside of work too. So I started yeah. to think about that. Now, now, now I'm switching from just being a journalist and a writer to being yeah. a creator now, yep. right? Yep. Uh, now I'm thinking about okay, yeah, I want to be a creator, right? And, yeah. that, and that's why I was never on a project for more than a couple of years because I don't want to. I was doing a dad blog; it was really good. Yep. I saw dad bloggers making money, yep. doing podcasts, doing different things. There's there's a dad blog conference every year in the U.S. That's crazy. Um, it's very, there's everything in the U.S. Right? Everything, man. <sighs> um, out loud. But but um, so but I said I, I don't want to be pigeonholed as that. I don't yep. want to be known as just that, right? So I want to be known as a creator, a writer, someone that's very influential in that space. Yeah. Um, that tells good stories, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I started thinking about that more and more. I started thinking about, okay, how can I, how can I do this? So now I'm brainstorming ideas. How can I bring my creativity to work with my employees? You know, mm. how can I switch it up to them? Um, I, you know, um, what can I do? What kind of writing, what kind of storytelling can I do? Talking in the confines of like a very corporate yes. straight face place. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> exactly, right? So, so you know, I started, it's funny, I started writing, writing on LinkedIn, which is something I, I always avoided. Oh, that's dope. But I started writing on there and I got yeah. amazing feedback. Like wow. I, I got feedback from people at my workplace who I didn't even know were reading it. Um, I got feedback from people at church. I got feedback from people I, I hadn't talked to in years. Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> Shout out to LinkedIn. Shout out to LinkedIn because LinkedIn... First of all, shout out to LinkedIn. Here's the thing. LinkedIn is like a a, a hidden 
reservoir yeah, of opportunities is. that is. people don't take advantage of. If you are in the space, the sound of my voice, and you're looking for a job, opportunities, creating your, building your a better brand, go on LinkedIn. Yeah. Honestly, I thought for years, I was like, I never met one person that got a job off of LinkedIn. It's just <laughs> a, a Papa Short thing, yeah, a fake yeah. business thing. Move this. And then within the last year and a half, I just started to share my work on LinkedIn and the amount of opportunities, yeah. the amount of eyeballs. I'm like super intentional now about the connections I make on there yep, yep. and like the content I put out. And like, unlike going on Facebook or YouTube where it's like, it's more casual, although Facebook is still good for a communal sense. Yes. You yes. know, people go there Very as a casual, community, more yeah, casual, casual commun- mm-hmm. communal sense. Uh, LinkedIn is really like intentional people. Like people are like, I need a content creator. I need a writer. It's for strategists. Yeah. It's for strategists for sure. You gotta be, you gotta have a good strategy and that's, and, and mind you, I've written things. I've put things on Facebook before, and I've gotten feedback. But yeah. when I put it on LinkedIn, it was like another level now. Yes, right, another level. Because and and you're dealing with CEOs and people that have jobs, what? and and hopefully they have money. The, the, the VP, Hello? one of my VPs, <laughs> one of my VPs came to me at work and said, "Yo, I really liked your piece. That's amazing. Wow. Keep it up." And wow. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is hey. get, this get somewhere. So I I started doing that. I started doing that every Monday. I was writing a Monday article yeah. to to motivate. Um, and then I had this idea that I wanted to do Monday meetings with my team mm. and I started doing that. Okay. Uh, so I started doing Monday, Monday meetings with my team. Yeah. I would show YouTube clips. I would talk to them. I'd get them to get up and do role playing. Yeah. We're doing fun stuff. Um, so now I'm incorporating creativity. I, I'm, I'm taking my, my, you know, creativeness and I'm putting it into my day job. I'm, I'm turning what would be what some people classify like, you know, 3PL, uh, third party logistics. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get into it. You can look it up. Yawn. People, yes. People look people would look Trucks. at it. But you know what? Guess what? If we didn't have you guys, you, I wouldn't be able to, to have my toilet paper listen, at Walmart. You wouldn't have no time, cereal, okay? no food, no, no nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Okay. Logistics it's, is the truth. It's very, very, it could be a very boring industry, but it's, but it's changing. It's getting more corporate. It's getting less blue collar. It's getting more corporate. Yeah. Um, the company I work for is, is a third party, so we're in between the customer and the trucking companies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting much larger. We have our own warehousing and whatever. But um, yeah, but, but it's, it's it's a very traditionally non-creative yeah. um, industry. But I said, no, nah, I'm changing all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. I, when I go into work, I'm making it creative. So when I deal with my team, when I deal with you know when I when, when I write things now, mm-hmm. I, I want to bring creativity to this to my everyday life. I don't want to just say it's my side thing. No, I want to make it yeah. you know. Um, you know, very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fluid, fluid, Between, yes, yeah, yeah. fluid. Yeah, right, yeah. It, whether I'm at work or I'm at my site, it's it's I'm, I'm being a creative person. Yes, um, and owning that and walking in that, and there's mm-hmm. no reason why there has to be a dichotomy. There has to be like a you know a church version of you, a parent version of thank you. you. Uh, thank you, know, you very much. No, you can be a create. You can be a creative parent. You can be creative Thank in you. your parenting. You can be creative in your, you know, in, in your uh, teaching, in your health, mm. in your in your motivation of yep. people, in your content creation. Creativity is not limited to the bounds of just creating a YouTube video. Yes, yes. Or and a that, photo. And, and, you know? and that's why I like what you're saying, digital storyteller, because yeah. I think that um, – and I think thanks for inviting me because – for me, I don't, I don't, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't see myself at a creativity level like many people like yourself, right? Mm. <laughs> that that do that do it full time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, the, I, but but the one thing I want, always want to tell people is, is creativity is exactly what you said. It's yeah. it's in every scope of your life, every right? Scope. Um, and so that's 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 what I was starting to bring. So 
now I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting excited now because I gave up things and now I'm getting to do the very things I yep. gave up. Right. Yep. Um, and you know, even though I have a, I'm, I'm my, my day jobs, like I said, consider a boring job, I'm bringing creativity to it. You know, I'm working in a department that works with a lot of major brands. I can't really say the brands, yeah, but yeah, of course, you know, you know, they're great. Right. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So yes. that's just one of the major brands yes. I work with. And, and I work with several others that are, that are similar and it's exciting because, you know, I'm getting to, you know, meet these people. I'm getting to sit with them. I'm, I'm helping them strategize their, their logistics mm-hmm. um, strategy. Uh, which is something that, you know, people don't think, well, how can you be, well, you need to be creative sometimes because you have to make the company money. You have to save your, your clients money, yep. um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, so, so I guess for me, like, I mean, this is all amazing, mm-hmm. but like, so where are you now in your life and, and jumping off of where you are now, what would you tell the 17 year old version of yourself? What's oh. one principle? Oh man. Um, definitely 110%. I would tell the 17 year old self right now, if I could speak to him, I'd say, listen, you, you, you read sports illustrated every week. You get, Mm. it comes to your door. You're amazed by the stories. You're interested in being a journalist, freelance writer. Um, It looks like it's going to be a lot of work. It looks like there may be some competition that doesn't matter. You, you're going to have your own voice. You're going to be your, your, your own person. You're going to have your own uniqueness to what you're writing. Keep doing it, do it, chase after it. Don't worry about, about how hard it so, is. Don't worry about if you get rejected, not getting into Ryerson twice. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Um, you find another way to get it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Start, start, start uh, um, giving your time uh, to, to other local magazines. See what other people are opening up magazines and doing things and do it for free. Yeah. If no one wants to, if you can't get into school, find another school to get into. Yeah. Um, that may not be as, uh, that has a journalism program, not, not as big as Ryerson. And, and, and I think just, just to add on to what you're saying, like, I think it's so important for those that are going into high school or going to university or post-secondary school to understand that college and university is, is important, mm-hmm. but it's not the defining factor. No. Whether or not you're going to be successful or not mm-hmm. like it's literally just a tool it's mm-hmm. just a a organism mm-hmm. that we've created yeah um to help people that need the help yeah to to build structure and 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 to take it further really what a degree is mm-hmm. is is four years of it's a paper that says i can focus on one thing or commit myself to one thing yeah for four years yeah it yeah. doesn't give you life experience. It doesn't give you much more than maybe really the value, in my opinion, is is making the connections and building those relationships. Yes, that's probably with the people thing. in other industries mm-hmm. and other aspects of of your study. Mm-hmm. But I I really love what you said in the sense of like like it doesn't matter. Like okay, fine, you didn't go to the top school, mm-hmm. but what's school number A, B, C, D, E? Because at the end of the day, people are going to see see that you have a degree. And see, people are going to see that you you are determined. You did something. That's the mistake I made actually back then when I look at it because everyone was telling me Ryerson is the top. I know Ryerson is yeah. number one. Everything yeah. Ryerson's number one. I went to my guidance counselor. She said, "Well, the other universities don't really have a journalism program. They have communications program. Okay, right? Yeah. She didn't tell me about colleges. She didn't of tell course. me about Seneca. Radio, yeah, radio broadcast journalism. She like didn't George tell Brown, George Seneca, Brown, Humber, yeah. yep. Seneca." Centennial College, which has a really yep. good journalism program. She didn't tell me about any of those. And I could have applied to all of them. Listen, in this in this cancel culture, I want to cancel all guidance counselors. I, <laughs> no, I really do. I want to cancel guidance counselors, okay? Because I'm sorry. I, I know you may be, there may be guidance counselors listening. 
But please, if you tweet me at Tristan Barracks, send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, if you know a dope guidance counselor, because please. I have yet to meet one yet. My, my favorite teachers have been my art teachers, my English teachers, some just teachers that had passion. Yeah, yeah. But the guidance counselors, the last thing they were giving out was guidance. I'm it, sorry. That's just my opinion. My, my experience wasn't the greatest. And I've heard, I'm with you, I've heard that many times. So... I, I would tell my 17-year-old self, listen, if you don't get into one, you go to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny what I would tell my 17-year-old self. I would, I, it's, I would tell my 15-year-old son the same thing. Wow. I would say, you don't get into this, you go to this door. Yep. If this does, I already told my son, you have multiple options, yep. university, college, trade school. Yep. Start your own business, and you can start now as a, as a high schooler, mm-hmm. and then be, continue to do that into your 20s and do, do, do night school, part-time school. Yeah. Do you have a lot of options in the information age right now? There's not just one option. Shout out, shout out to my nephew, Matthias. Shout out. Shout out, shout out, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I got pictures of him in his diapers. <laughs> if he ever wants to try and do something to me, I can blackmail him. Blackmail. <laughs> but see, shout out to Matthias. Yeah. But, but just, yeah, you know, people are listening. He's back. He's back around production right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's so doing that. He's doing that. He's getting a taste of certain things. So. I would tell my 17-year-old self, find ways to, to get started now. Don't feel like yes. you got to go to you gotta yes. go to school and then start. Because yes. it's funny because I told you when I did those assignments in mm-hmm. school, I covered a basketball game. Yep. I did that one-on-one with the athlete. It was amazing doing it. I felt like I was a journalist, but, yep. I, did, but I didn't do it again. Yep. Right? You know, and I should have I continued That consistency is, is so key. And that, that's something I, I tell myself. I tell other people, like, just keep on doing this. You know, you know, many people encourage me. Like there's so many times where I'm like, you know, I started this thing maybe a month ago called tip Tuesdays. And, um, and I'm just like, all right, whatever. Right. And I was, I remember one week I was just going to miss it. Cause I was like, nobody's saying anything. Nobody cares about it. Mm. And somebody DM me and said, yo, like, where's the tip Tuesdays? I'm showing you. <laughs> like, you need to be yep. consistent. Like, yep. I see what you're doing. Interesting. Can be consistent. Yeah. I'm like, but it's hard. It's this. listen, be consistent, and it's just it just keeps on growing. So I, I'll, I'll I'll share I'll share a story about that same thing quickly, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know you know you said okay, where I tell my seventeen year old self now now where yeah. I am today. So you know I'm I, on top of trying to bring creativity to my daytime work. I'm also of course working. I've worked with Shifter Magazine. Yeah, uh, amazing experiences. Yep. I had tons of experiences with them. Um, there's other companies I, that I look to look forward to working with this year that I'm already speaking to and mm-hmm. already kind of building uh, you know connection with. Um, but when I was working with Shifter Magazine, they wanted me to cover sports. I covered sports. Yeah. And then I did this IG stories of like every Thursday, it was like a sports Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And I was at work and I would have to find at least a good 30 minutes to, to do the, the clips, yep. put it together, send it to my producer so that he can post it up on the IG yep. link. But I was there every single Thursday. And if I, if I would not miss a Thursday and there's one night I, I almost missed it and I did it at night. Yeah, and I made sure to get it in there. But I know I know what you're talking about consistency is key for it's key. everything. It's, it's key. It's key, and it, and it and it also shows you what you have inside of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's really important. Well, listen, Sean, this is this is amazing. Um, is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners? Um, how can we get you know a hold of you? How can we follow you? Support what you're doing? Tell us a little bit about how we can stay connected. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So I would say you know first and foremost to the listeners, um, I'm going to say this right now. You heard all of my story. And, you know, it doesn't matter what position you're in, whether you're married, singled, kids, no kids, money, no money. Um, you know, from the time I was 20, I'm now 38, you know, 18 years later, 19 years later, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm getting to renew my passion. And I've mm. the last probably 
10 years i've had so many opportunities yeah. to to uh do creative things in a creative space yeah um and it's been amazing man and, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking to continue more and more but it's a cliche i know i'm sorry but honestly don't give up yeah if like listen to your heart what do you want to do what is your passion because to this day if i had an opportunity to um which shifter magazine gave me an opportunity to write and cover sports yeah because i did that i got into sports events events for free you're right yeah. you, yeah. you everyone's talking about zion williamson oh zion zion yeah, yeah. i met zion right this in the summer because i got into a, an yeah. event for free so don't give up man if there's something mm-hmm. you want to do you know keep pushing it um, this is the information age with the internet and all the tools available you could do your own thing you can have your own podcast you can have your own website you could you have your youtube yeah. show you can do your own thing don't give up if you have a have a creative itch apply it and it could be something else it could be architectural design i have a friend that does that so yeah I would tell them, listeners, do not give up, no matter the setbacks. That's dope. That's dope. And, and you know, I would say this to the listeners as well, that, you know, your vibe will attract your tribe. Mm-hmm. And and you need to put out your vibe and figure out what your vibe is, what your voice is. Yeah. And I'm telling you, your tribe, the people that identify with your voice will find you. Yes. So I'm so, I'm just so yes. happy. Um, First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Sheldon, big brother, Shell, I call him. <laughs> um, he's a light-skinned brother. Get out um, of here, <laughs> I love you. I'm proud of you. Uh, I love what you're doing. I, I didn't even know half of the stuff that, that you shared, but it's, it's great because this is the forum – this is a forum to do that, to yeah. share your story. And this is what it's all about. We we gain more perspectives or a greater perspective about life and mm. about other people by hearing their stories. Yeah. So for all of my listeners out there, if you want to um, follow us, continue to see what's going on with the Story Over Everything podcast, please uh, join us on the YouTube channel as well as um, subscribe to Anchor and, and wherever else the podcast is going to be like. Um, on Spotify and things of that nature. I sorry, I didn't get to throw it. So if you if you want to get a hold of me, yeah. um, and know see what I'm doing, uh, you can catch me on um, Instagram, of course, Sheldon Barracks. Uh, yep. That's my tag. If you uh, need to look into my LinkedIn articles, which I talked about, just look me up, Sheldon Barracks. I'm on there. Um, those are the best two ways to get a hold of me. And um, by the way, yeah. Barracks, when you're spelling our name, it's B-A-R-O-C-K-S. So Bar and Rocks, put that together. That's how you'll find all yes. of us. And, and we're the only yeah. ones. We're the only ones. We're, <laughs> Globally, we're the, no yeah. one else. Yeah, nobody else has our name spelling <laughs> like that. Well, listen, thank you so much for listening. And like always, stay focused, stay blessed, stay creative. Peace. Take care. Well, that ends another episode of the Story Over Everything podcast with your boy, Tristan Barracks, the digital storyteller. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you learned something and I hope you gained a new sense of perspective. Hit me up on my social media platforms at Tristan Barracks on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Ask the questions that you want to ask and let's keep this conversation going. But until the next time, peace. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.